Hello! How are you doing? So glad that we have our time again this weekend. As always, praying for you and your family. I'm so excited to uh, be able to come in and feel your love and you feel mine. Tonight, I'm going to be skipping about a little bit with um, different scriptures. And uh, I just want you all to know that I will be bouncing around a little bit. And, and tonight, we're going to be talking about stop and think the next time that you say that someone is acting like an animal. And we're going to get to some things tonight. Let's start out with uh, praying for each other. Lord, I want to thank you for everyone that has had a rough day today. In some instances, it seems that that is the norm for some. And they just a bit much. It's a bit much for them, Lord. And they're asking for release of the pressure. Lord, remind them that uh, the strength that they have that you have given them is not because they are being punished and there are some things in life that they didn't even ask for and nor did you design for it to be that way but you're going to work this out in their favor lord there's been so much deaths and 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 loss of jobs sicknesses and just divisions and you have had enough of it yourself and we asking you to present your case to us today Remind us that you created us for a purpose that may not always seem that it's being manifested. But we know that everything that you desire and everything that you say shall be. We thank you, Lord, for just lifting up hung down heads and, 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 and just giving peace to troubled hearts and, and burdened spirits. We're asking you to even renew the time. Father, not take them back into a place of time, but renew that that should have already taken place, Father. Make it as if it's brand new and give to those that have been waiting for manifestation of promises. And we thank you, Lord, that uh, even at this particular time that we're living in, for us to be here, it was ordained by you. And we give you praise. Help us to only speak those things that you desire. Help us to see the good in everything. Even if everything doesn't feel good, sound good, look good. And Father, even when those things are not good, there is working out for our good. So that's the good. And we're praying for those that hate you, hate us. Or think they hate you or us. We pray for those that have gotten to the point they are so depressed or, or they are so uh, uh, tired and, and, and just aggravated by life situations. Let them not give up. Father, allow them to have a word spoken to their ear that it will rejuvenate their spirit. And that their mind, may it comprehend what only you, your spirit, can reveal. And we give you praise. We ask you to forgive everything that we've done wrong, said wrong. We're asking you to just allow us to know that when you said we're okay, we're okay. 
And we give you the praise for it. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. Hello, I see my son has joined, and I'd like to say hello to you and to your family. I know that you're praying, and I'm praying for you. Uh, it could be hard, <laughs> uh, but God's got it all. So tonight, we're going to have an interesting talk tonight. We said stop and think the next time that you say someone is acting like an animal. Let's go to uh, 2 Peter 2.22. And it says, let, let's do, let's go to 21st, 2 Peter 2.20 through 22. For if, having escaped the world's impurity through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again entangled in these things and defeated. The last state is worse for them than the first. For it would have been better for them to not have known the way of righteousness than, after knowing it, to turn back from the holy command delivered to them. It has happened to them according to the true proverb, a dog returns to his own vomit, and a washed sow returns to wallowing in mud. Okay, and then Matthew 7. 15, Matthew 7, 15, let's get that here, yes indeed, Matthew 7, 15, be on your guard against false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravening wolves, you will recognize them by their fruit, are grapes gathered from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Okay. Let's go to now. Um, Psalm 42 and 1. Psalm 42 and 1 says, As a deer longs for flowing streams, so I long for you, God. And, and the two says, I thirst for God, the living God. When can I come and appear before God? And then and David was also saying, he said, my tears have become my food day and night. While all day long people say to me, where is your God? So he was uh, longing for the Lord. So we're talking about animals. We'll get to why, where we're going in a moment about that. Proverbs 26 and 11. Proverbs 26 and 11. As a dog returns to his vomit, so also a fool repeats his foolishness. The last scripture, Isaiah 11. Six, the wolf will dwell with the lamb, and the leopard will lie down with the goat. The calf, the young lion, and the fatted calf will be together, and a child will lead them. What are we talking about with the animals? There was such an analogy that the Lord decided to use in Scripture. How are you all doing? Uh, the analogy that the Lord uses in Scripture, you, you notice that there was only two animals that Peter related to uh, 
hard-headedness, stubbornness, and that was the pig of the south, and also a dog. It was saying, speak the scripture in Second Peter was speaking about people when they decided they that they were going to accept the Lord in their lives, but they decided that their pleasures, their sins dictated that they leave and he was showing them that when you addicted to something or when something has become uh, uh pre take precedence in your life it becomes a, and it's a weakness to you you have then became a slave to it and the scripture has clearly uh shown us that when we are relying on our sins and we don't seem to want to let go we have become a slave to that very thing that we should be in control of Matthew also was talking about the same thing. It was talking about the wolves. The false prophets was coming into the world is what the Lord was saying. And he said, you will know them by the fruit they bear. We talked about several times how in the body of Christ now, if people don't hear a word about um, getting more money or getting a new house or getting a new spouse or a girlfriend or or these sort of things, they don't think that they have heard a word from the Lord. Now, I'm not saying that the Lord does not have prophets to do that. Generally, young prophets, because uh, what is in you, when a prophet is in the midst or in a region, and it appears that a prophet's life is in chaos, generally it's because of what is in that region. When you see a prophet come into your midst, whatever is in that atmosphere, in that person, they can be able to pull out. You can actually pull on the anointing of a prophet. If you really need a word from the Lord, you can pull praying for the Lord to give you a word and, and definitely having faith in that prophet. And the Lord will give you the answers that you're seeking. So a lot of times when a prophet is giving someone a word about houses and cars and money, it's because, yes, it's true. Is because, but because that person, that individual or people needed to hear that answer right then. And that's a desire that they have. And that prophet was pulling, you know, they were pulling that out, wanting to hear. And then oftentimes you have some that are making it up as they go. As you all have, if you've been listening to me, you know I won't sugarcoat anything. The Lord don't even allow me to even allow my own stuff to be hidden. So, no, uh, there are false prophets. They were, um, we're coming to the world. The Lord was saying that they would even say that they are Christ. There are many that's going to be coming in this time. And there are um, some religions where they are saying that they are in the place of Christ or the instead of Christ. And many are saying that they are Christ. Christ actually comes and dwells in them. And in the spiritual realm, that is true for all of us who have accepted the Lord as, as our Lord and Savior. Because when we were created in the image and likeness of God, and Christ was still God, we have creative abilities. We have abilities that when we speak something, um, our mind, when we think a thing, our mind will start speaking it, and then we will hasten to perform it with our hands. The Lord even told us to write the visions down. Whatever vision the Lord has given you, make it plain that whoever reads it can run, make some things happen. Um, so tonight we're talking about when we hear people saying they're just acting like an animal. Just look at them. 
they're never going to be any better than that. You hear uh, men and, and, and you even hear women now, and that really just gets to me, calling another woman a female dog. And we know what word, and I won't call it even though it is the term for a female dog, but because of the way it was used, someone would think I'm cursing. Uh, and, and, and in some cultures, profanity. So, um, But we know the B word. And the first thing they want to do is call a woman that. And the truth of the matter is, when you talk about a female dog, if she's one that has become a mother, you don't want to mess with her when she has her children. So if you're calling someone that, ladies, or someone calling you that, and even if you don't have your natural child, but you have a loving spirit that you would love it on somebody else's children, and they call you that, hold your head up and smile. Because a, 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 a female dog will tear your head off if you mess with anything that belongs to her. Mess with her spouse, but especially those babies. I was looking at a video today and I was um, told about another one. The video that I was told about was a, 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 uh, a female wolf had gotten uh, entrapped. Uh, and, and a trap, her leg was there, and she was irate, ready to tear somebody's head off. And they could see clearly that she was a nursing mother. And you know that if you ever had a child, and, 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 and especially if you're nursing, your breasts fill up and they hurt. And actually, even if you're not ready to uh, lactate, there are, as soon as the baby cries, the milk start flowing. So here she's away from her, her cubs. She's entrapped. And this human is there wanting to help her, but her natural instinct is like, I don't even trust you, Joker. Don't even think about it. But still thinking about her babies. And he had compassion, trying to figure out how he can help her out. He went off and left her and searched for her babies and found this cavern where her babies had to be. And she had four cubs. And he enticed them to come back with some food and brought them to their mother. And they were able to uh, not only, uh, you know, reckon, you get back and, 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 and have a, uh, 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 a nice <laughs> reunion, but they were able to nurse too. And while she was nursing her babies, each time at first when he tried to get her out, she's growling at him like, I dare you. And she eventually resolved to let him do what he had to do. And he was able to get her foot out and they went on. And it shows that uh, some time had passed. And this same gentleman was going through the woods. And he uh, his vehicle had... Uh, stopped some engine failure of some sort and he got out and walked and he knew that he was in wolf territory he could hear the wolves howling and all of this and he started walking and a pack of wolves came around him and they were swirling all the way around him they he he knew he was gone and then all of a sudden four wolves came up to him circled him real good and they recognized him and they led the path away from the pack away from him. Another video that I watched, I had also had been told about, but I watched, and it was an otter 
these men were in the boat fishing and an otter was in the water and then this big whale was wanting to eat the otter and the otter knew that if it stayed where it was he was gone or she you know I don't know which but they knew that they were gone so they jumped inside the boat where human were didn't know them weighed the cost of do I stay in this water and allow myself to be destroyed or do I take the chance of getting in this boat with these folks and this auto is show where it was very nervous it stayed in the corner and you could see the whale doing its thing going and 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 and, and even with the water spouting and going around this boat even going under the water to find this otter. And even you know it had to have some instinct that I know I saw that otter. It came around here somewhere. But it didn't go into the boat. I didn't see where after the otter was, was released what happened. And, and maybe they didn't even want to go there either. But to think that this animal had enough uh, instinct to... I'm not, I'm going to weigh out the cost. Do I stay here and die? Or do I risk something that I don't even know? I'm not even sure that this is going to work out. But it, it feels a whole lot better than my current situation. How many of us are facing situations or have been in situations and we know that there's something more for us? There's something that we need to do. And we have so many running their mouths saying you shouldn't do that. That's not going to work. Other people have done that before. It didn't come out to anything. Or the opposite thereof. Oh, You are not like such and such and such. Look who they have helping them. Look how long they've been in the business doing that. You don't have that funds. You don't have that backup. You really shouldn't be doing that. That's that whale trying to eat you alive. But when you become like that otter, I got to weigh the cost of this. Do I stay here and listen to this junk and just die? Nothing ever happens. I never find out what I'm capable of because I'm stuck here listening to this negativity. Or do I reach out? Do I branch out? Do I... Uh, Get myself in contact with someone that is doing this thing or someone that feels that they can help me do it or just the sheer fact that they feel that I can. Do I do that? Yes, you should do it. So when we talk about people acting like animals, yeah, we talked about the word clearly didn't say too much about a dog except for when in, in that analogy as it returning to its own vomit because we know that in the natural that's what a dog would do if it's eating something and it irritates its belly until they regurgitate that dog has enough instinct listen I, I'm hungry in the first place that's the reason why I'm eating this so even though it brings it up for a little bit and get that little release off of his intestines off of his belly it's like uh, -uh I got to have the nutrients so it goes back and eat it up again 
That's what a dog does in the natural. But in the spiritual realm, Peter was saying we shouldn't do that. We shouldn't get ourselves out of our messes, get ourselves out of the sins, and then decide, okay, I'm going back to this. Because he says once you've been delivered from a thing, when you get back in it, your state is worse. We know that uh, we talk about uh, many times and um, we, we know that pleasure, there is pleasure in sin. True, it is. A lot of times we have to look past what people are doing and see why. That's what the Lord does. Most of us, we, uh, we know people that point their finger. That's what they did. Look what they did. Look who they've been with. And child, please, look how many children she got down. And, and all of this sort of stuff. And not looking at the beauty that the mother kept every child. Looking at the beauty that she's trying her best to raise every single child. Not looking at the truth that she didn't bring the children here by herself. All this stuff. See, you have to have some compassion like Christ. If we say that we are Christ's children, that means we're supposed to be Christ-likeness. Think like him. Act like him. Duplicate him in the world. And that's the reason why we was created. So that we could reproduce what the Lord's spirit is here. He loved us so much that he gave us a kingdom to rule and reign in. And not to rule and lord over people to the point we make them feel like they are inferior. Because there's no one inferior to us. Or we're not inferior to anyone else. Whether we have the... Uh, the the degrees behind our name or the, uh, like we say the political or social accolades or we might not have the financial portfolio that some have but the truth of the matter is we are supposed to treat each other like we are one we are family now the scripture where I didn't read yet, we were talk, where we did talk about where uh, in Isaiah 11.6, when it was talking about how the different animals were going to lay down with each other. And it's talking about Christ when he's bringing all these different nations, different people with different values. Some feel like the only way that you can prove you're holy is you hate another culture. And that's not what he said. He told us to not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. That's what he's saying through the first ministry that he created, which was marriage. Don't do that. He even tells you that even when you're going into business or in, 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 uh, any relationship, when he said that unless you two agree, you can't even walk together. So when the Lord is going to do what he intended to do in the first place is to reconcile us back to himself you're going to find nations come together that were hating each other you're going to find religions this is what the enemy is trying to duplicate when it talks about the new world order that you've been hearing different presidents been saying for years we already know they have a different agenda than what the lord has said and it is financial it's political, yes. And it is religious because the religion that they're talking about has nothing to do with Christianity. It's not talking about the true and the living God at all. Many would think that. The scripture even talks about in Revelations 13 what's going to happen when the Antichrist comes and he's talking about putting a mark on people. We hear this stuff, like I said, if you look at the Bible, it's like reading a newspaper or listening to the news. 
And it was written thousands of years ago. Many people don't even want to hear about the Bible at all. The very thing that they mocked and criticized and saying God doesn't exist, they're going to run to and they're going to need to. And so those that have been in the Lord, as the church says, and not just in the way of keeping everybody else from getting there, who have a real relationship with the Lord, knows that there is nothing religious about Christ. Nothing. That might stir up somebody's um, curiosity or stir up some anger that I said that, oh, she's blaspheming. No, mm -mm. tell the truth. He said in himself what he said and what he did. When Christ came, who was God? Came down, decided that he, he because even the Old Testament, when you read that, you see every time the angel of the Lord appeared, that was Christ. He's the only body embodied of himself that he created. What an awesome God that can create a body for himself, really. Because you notice that even Abraham, when they talk about the angel of the Lord, they either bring a tithe to, they, they worship, and angels were never worshipped. They are servants of the Most High. But this one, worship, get, get worship, was only Christ. And he knew by coming down all of our frailties, all of our insecurities, all of our inabilities to live up to a law that he never wanted to give us in the first place. True. They can say that if, if you don't believe that, go again, read, read, read your, your newspaper. Look back at where there were no laws when he first had Adam and Eve there. He just told Adam to have at it. Name the animals. He gave him paradise. He didn't have to work. Everything was there. You were in the presence of the Most High God. Had a relationship with him, talking to him face to face. There was no sin there until the silly one came up with his disgruntled, thrown away, cast away side, cast to the side, self-jealous, envious, full of strife and lies, decided that he was still too jealous and tricked Eve. So, he says to us that he wanted us to uh, be fruitful and multiply. Many said that's the only reason why for marriages. That's an excuse for the enemy to cause us to slip, trip, and fall and go straight to hell. That's what he's trying to do. They, they want to uh, uh, get people so against marriages and marriages, whether we ever, some of us would never be married at all. And, and, and it's not a, a, a bad thing because, as a matter of fact, Apostle Paul said he wished that most of them would like him anyway, not married, able to worship the Lord. Because when you're married, you have to uh, split your time between your spouse, your children, if you have them, and the Lord. So when you're single, you can uh, worship him like you want to do whatever he has for you to do. So that's what he was saying in that regard. But we have people saying that, oh, it's no need to get married. But they want to live like Mary. I say playing house instead of being house. They want the same benefits of being married. And we're not talking about just the sexual uh, benefits of being married. Because yes, we know, and that's hard because I've even sinned too. And like I said, it's a sad thing because I'm telling you that my sins came after I became a Christian. I became a Christian at five and a half years old and knew what I was doing. But the only thing I did not know is that I wouldn't be able to keep myself from sin. <laughs> Sinning without 
always asked the Lord to help me in that. I just knew when I was Christian, that's it. And it's the truth. He loved me and he, he delivered me. He introduced himself to me before I was even violated the first time. So no one can ever convince me that there is not a God and that Christ is not who he is. He showed himself to me too many times. And I'm not trying to ridicule anyone, but as a Christian, as I said, we talk about everyday life situations from a Christian perspective. And from a Christian perspective is what he wrote here in this book. He said in it that you would think you have eternal life, meaning that when you read this, it, in every aspect of your life, every situation that you need, whether it's financial, it's business, how to treat people, how to not defraud people, how to treat people's stuff, and, and everything else, even about your sexual relationships, relationships with one another, everything that we need has already been given to us how to handle it. And our flesh don't like it. Whatever we want to do, the flesh wants to do. It's like a baby whining. And I say that all the time. It doesn't want, it wants what it wants when it wants it. Don't care how it gets it. And the spirit is like the parent saying, no, uh, 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 settle down now. Now, when you have matured in the Lord, that is easier for you to say. And easier for you to do. But it takes trusting the Lord. Believing what he said. Believing he is exactly who he says he is. Then you will trust him enough to know that. Oh just because I can't do this on my own. Doesn't mean he's throwing me away. When you realize when he says no to something. Doesn't mean that he doesn't want you to have something else. He wants us to have pleasure. He wants us to be in health. Prosper. Yes, he doesn't even want any of us to be broke at all. It would be, he would really love it if we all were wealthy. That's the truth. Because he even said in the scripture that if a prophet is, and that can be a true prophet, but if that prophet is poor, nobody even listens to them. But they'll listen to a false joker in a moment. Long as they have fancy cars, fancy clothes, and fancy words coming out of their mouth and have no relationship with the Lord at all. So the Lord was showing us all of these things, showing us to, that our fruit, what we do, what we say, how we conduct ourselves is going to show people just who we really are. I say all the time, let pressure be put on someone. You'll find out what they're made of. If, if they still are immature, if that flesh is still in the way, they so, that flesh is so used to getting a yes all the time and never a no, you'll find out that people will turn their back on you when you're telling them no. When you don't give them what they want, you, you not, they're not getting the satisfaction from you that they think that they need. And that's what the enemy does. He wants us to stay in the fleshly realm. That we throw people to the side. We, we say, oh, that's just a dog right there. Oh, she's just, you know, still a dog. And they don't see why a person's doing something. Yes, a person may be doing some things that just, mm -mm, not quite right. Not going to be beneficial for them at that time. But the Lord, if they love the Lord, and, and that's where, where people have to see. You, he knows what's in a person's heart. He knows our intent, what we desire to do. He knows our contents, what is inside of our hearts.
And because someone is doing something and, and maybe that that place they felt they had no other recourse or maybe because they're lonely is the reason why they having children all over the place. And I'm talking about gentlemen this time. It's not just women. Men have children with other ladies too. And then they say he's just a dog, but yet he took he's taking care of all those children and taking care of all the children's mothers. And then later on he probably got married and didn't realize at the time when he did all that, Mr. This is gonna be very difficult for you because now all this money is being split in so many places. But his intent was to not let anybody treat, he wasn't gonna let uh he wanted a child so nobody would treat those children like he was treated. That was his whole purpose. He wanted a family, broken family. And, and, and things didn't happen the way that he wanted. Because, of course, flesh was in a mess. Maybe the girl got on his nerve or he got on her nerve and she was sick and tired and done. And then, uh, because they have giftings and talents... And no money and someone not backing them. They're unable to start the businesses that they want to. So they find the quickest way to make a dollar to make sure that their family are taken care of. May land them in jail for a while or prison. And people said, listen, I knew that he wasn't ever going to be mount up to anything. Really? Did you really know that? Because when we say things like that, it reveals what's in us. That shows weakness to me. That someone can speak negative on someone all the time. Yes, a person may be doing some things. And yes, they may have a pattern at that time, truly. But if you're a strong person, you're going to look past what they're doing. You're going to speak some life into that person. Whether you see it at the moment or not, if you start thinking about that person like it could be you or your child or some other loved one of yours, you're going to want the best for that person. You speak that best in them. Because you got to remember, we have that ability to create. If that person is not doing what they're supposed to do, you listen here, young man. You're going to be an awesome man of God. You're going to have a wonderful job. You're going to take care of your family. You're going to be a decent man. Pull those pants up right now. Yes, that's what I said because gentlemen don't act like that. You start talking to that young lady. Listen, you're too beautiful to be carrying yourself that way. Yes, you get a lot of attention, but darling, everybody is not worthy of that kind of attention. Just hold out a little bit. You are too gifted. Show her where her strengths are. Help her to go in the direction that she's supposed to go. Because the word says, if you train up a child in the way that they should go, when they get older, they want to depart from it. What way is that? What you see them doing? What has come so easy for them? One child may be able to draw very well. Another one may be able to work on cars. They're able to tinker with stuff and, and they always mess up with stuff. Help them because there's something in them that's leading them that way. There may be somebody, a child that you're always seeing picking up rocks and things but when that child gets those rocks in their hand you see how they're creating things with them. There's a builder, a carpenter or a brick mason in them. See what they're doing and help them in that direction. I tell you when we do that, we wouldn't even have this deficit that we have in the, in the government. Did she say that? Yes, I did. Because when you have people having businesses and they helping each other's businesses and not jealous because someone is doing something and pulling them down and saying, I don't know why they doing that. Don't you know that even in businesses, it is a law 
that you're not supposed to monopolize anything. Even though you two may be doing the same, you know, type, same type of business, each one has a unique ability. Each one brings something to the table. Like we see KFC, uh, Bojangles, Popeyes, all doing chicken and churches doing chicken. But they all got a different flavor. They have a different way of bringing it about. Then you see all the pizza places and all of these different things. Doing the same type of product, but bringing it in a different way. That's us. We all have different giftings and abilities. And there may be many of us that have some of the same giftings and abilities, but your unique flavor is yours. And that's what we should be doing, just helping one another like it's us. When we start doing these things, the enemy can't come in with his stupid, crazy foolishness. That joker's stuck on stupid. He's chronically stupid and can't get past go. And he wants us to be that way. We cannot do that, calling each other all kinds of names. Oh, who do they think they are? That's just nothing but a dog. Oh, look at that right there. It's, she's just acting like a pig. According to what the word was saying, that pig always going to get, you can clean it up, but it's going to go back to the dirt. Nah, the next time we do that, let's think about it. Say, what do we really want for them? I don't care if that person have got on your last reserve nerve. Find something good in them because the reason why I know is their God created them. And he said that we always created in his image and his likeness for his pleasure, for his pleasure. We were and are created. So even a serial killer has something good about him. Now, the truth of the matter is if people start praying for these young people before they get to a certain place and really love on them, let them see that they're uh, uh, trustworthy and the enemy doesn't get to keep his hands on them, a lot of things won't take place. We can teach our children, yes, you can be angry, but don't you sin. Don't linger too long with that anger. Don't let it twirl around in your mind because that's where the enemy can play with only your mind. A lot of things we create in our mind is not even real. Our own memory without it being seasoned by the Holy Spirit. We can think something happened that didn't really take place that way. Only the Holy Spirit will bring us in remembrance of all truth. He'll let us know what is real and what, it is, what isn't. We talked about many times how uh, if you bring a drug in your system. And, and I'm speaking from... A perspective of having counseled with those that own drugs and alcohol. I never had done those things, but I told you all about the spiritual journey he took me on. So on the spiritual journey that I had, I was um, in the spirit realm, a crack at it. So he allowed me to know what they feel and, and how they think and all of these things. And the sad thing is we always thought that when a person is taking drugs, especially a crack at it, they are trying to hide from the things that they're not good at. That's not the truth. They are hiding from the things that they are good at. Because they know that I'm messed up now. And that people are going to see where they are right now. And they can't get past what they're doing. How did they allow themselves to get to this point? And generally it's somebody that they love got them introduced to it. That's the enemy. But we have to see that whatever we all have done... we. Have, even if we haven't done what someone else has done, there's something that we could have done that we didn't do. Or something that we've done we wish we could, didn't even have to think about it ourselves. And like I said, it doesn't have to be what everybody thinks is 
all sure enough dirty. They're sure enough ugly. But anything that the Lord told us to do, we didn't do to. It is sure enough ugly and sure enough dirty. Even if it was a good thing, you did something else. It was a good thing that you did. But that, what he told you to do, you didn't do. So we can't just keep throwing uh, people under the dirt. Throwing them away. Talking about what they've done and all of these things. And not seeing what the Lord has for us. The government, the reason why they're allowed to do things. I made a post today. <laughs> and um, the post was talking about, I'm asking you all to pray for the government. Because as you all say, I tell you, I, I, I don't, I don't uh, endorse any parties. I'm don't, that's not what I'm doing. I'm not telling you not to vote. I'm not telling you who to vote for. I tell you to vote closer to your morality. Yes, I am a voter. But yes, but the position he put me in Christ, I can't do that. I can't just say, oh, vote for this party, vote for that party. I cannot do that because the Lord sees all people as his. So what we have to do is this. When we see all of this corruption going on in the government, we're seeing people now. It's not like when they used to years ago, and probably some older than a lot of us, where the, the candidates had to go around from town to town and talk to the people without all of this uh, media and, and commercials and paying for all this, trying to slam another candidate. No, you were able to see these people in the real and in the raw, how they live their lives every day, how did they conduct business with one another, how they treated somebody else. Now the media can blow up things that wasn't true. I showed a, a photo one time about this lioness had a baby, her baby in the mouth. And you could see the vision and it was saying this is the true uh, viewpoint. You could see that baby, you know, they have hanging out the side of the mouth. And then it showed the media viewpoint where they t uh, took the photo from the back of the lioness or either from the side. And all you could see, it appeared that this lioness was eating her baby alive. And that's what the enemy wants to do. He wants to exploit, uh, tear up people's relationships, tear up your, your thought process, to make so much confusion, but also to have you to compromise on righteousness, compromise on truth. If we are those that decided that the only people we're going to believe in it looks just like us, sound like us, talk like us, we could be deceived because the enemy would come like a wolf. I mean, like a, 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 a sheep, but in wolf clothing. He'll tell you all kinds of stuff that's not true. We have to know what's going on in a person's spirit. Know this truthfully. I've said this many times. When we are voting for people to give us what we want, because that's generally what it's about, whatever agenda that we have, we want people to do what we want them to do. That's why we put them in place, bless God. And when they give us what we want, and if it's just fleshly, and it has nothing to do with the Lord, you're going to get what you ask for. At the same time, you can have people lying. Another thing we got to understand, too, just because a, a political candidate, whatever level of government, is get, giving you what you ask, your agenda, doesn't mean they even believe in it. And that's the truth. They can... Um, uh, be saying all sorts of things and saying they're fighting for you. Yeah, truly, because you asked for that and they, that gives them their seat, that gives them their position. But then when they, you look at their very lives, it contradicts everything that they said that they were doing for you.
Now, this may sting, and yes, people got to understand, the Lord does forgive us for all of our sin, except for blaspheming His Holy Spirit, yes, which is Him, His essence of who He is. Just like uh, you calling who He is unholy. Who we really are is not in the skin that we wear. It's not in this house. We are inside the spirit of who we are. That's the reason why we have to be careful what we say to people. We can speak some things that cause children to never ever get past that. You have now condemned their spirit because they didn't even understand what was going on. Their mind made them think that what you said was true. But here we are with people are saying that they for the abortions. They're going to make sure you have it. They want to now make abortions as a uh, 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 how we say it? Uh, family planning. That means that you plan to get rid of a child because it's inconvenient for you. And you want the doctors who took an oath to say to do no harm to do it. And many have done that. There have been situations where they said it was medically necessary that the child hadn't come to uh, a portion of even being developed yet. And it was uh, either, you know, the life of the mother was at stake. And they had to choose to let the baby go. That is different in cases of that emergencies than someone felt like a young man, however, may say that, you know, he wanted what he wanted, but he wasn't ready for the child. So he talks the mother into getting the child aborted. Or a mother who decided that she wanted the pleasure, but she didn't want the child either. So she wanted the child aborted. So you're planning to do what you want to do, but you didn't give that child a choice. They always talk about pro-choice. The What about the life of that child? They say the child, that so they got to get you desensitized that the child is not a child. So that you can say it's okay to get rid of a blob, a fetus, but not a human. That's the trick of the enemy. We should be to the point where we tell these young ladies and gentlemen, okay, you're not ready for the child, yes. But carry this child for a while. Help them in the process of it, too. And don't let people bash them and make them feel like they're just whores. Making a woman, young lady feel like she's just a whore because she had a child. Really? Let's not be so crazy. Just a heifer, another animal. A female cow. Really? When the, the young lady is hurting, we got to look past what they did and say why. They was in love. They thought they was in love and they didn't even think. Sim was there, but they, the young man might have promised, whatever happens, I'm going to be here with you, darling. And lied. But you don't condemn them. You help these young people and say, well, okay, you're going to, let's carry this baby. There's so many people waiting for children, can't even have them would love to raise that child. So when we start looking at people as people, loving on them, and stop putting our insecurities because of what we did and we got crucified for, and then we feel like this person didn't get enough of uh, crucifixion, or we have gotten to the point we have spiritual amnesia, because we have some thought process that if the Lord hadn't stopped us, we could have done a whole lot worse. And in some cases, some people have. So that's the reason why they're bashing everybody else and trying to make people think that's what God is saying. Really? Stop that lying. He would tell us that he wants us to restore. 
Everything that the people would tell you in the Bible, if they don't, they're mad at God because there's no two atheists. And yes, I said it. They're angry with God because they have a God. Whether they believe in the true and living God at all. To be an atheist means you believe in no God. And to say that means that you believe that you are your God. So there's no true atheists. But anyway, so you having people are saying that that's all the, the church folks do. They just want to condemn everybody to hell. They, the, the Bible, I don't want to read it because all they ever do is talk about killing this and killing that and destroying. No, 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 no. Lord said don't have any other gods before him. That's the other thing he said. Don't blaspheme my Holy Spirit and do not have any other gods before me. He don't like it. Yeah, he wiped some things out. The cat, the dog, everything else. Yes, he did do it. Mm -hmm. He even also said witches shouldn't even live. Said that in the old covenant and the new because they are worshiping everything and don't even give him credence of anything. No respect. Even Satanism has a better chance than witchcraft. Yes, I said it. Read the scripture and you'll find out. Because Satan is trying to duplicate. Not this other stuff what uh, people are trying to say and make him with the horns out. Lucifer didn't even look like that. Come on now, really? And he will come and try to usurp God's authority, try to get you to be angry with God. But he's not that stupid. That joker is twisted, but he ain't that crazy. He won't even accuse God of not being holy. He won't accuse God of not being God. He's not stupid. He knew he was created by that God. So people come in there with our arrogance and all of these things and then... Try to throw off all this other stuff. Satan is God and they worshiping Lucifer and all this stuff. Twisted the enemy doing that and laughing because he knows better. He knows what's going to happen. So when we talk about the Lord being uh, uh, controlling, as they say, we said, you already know, that's your flesh in a mess. Want what you want, when you want it, how you want it, don't care how you get it. Going back to when I said the Lord wants us, would love for us all to be wealthy. Why would he? Because you even, if you study Jewish culture, the, 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 the jobs that you have was to be something that would benefit society. And what the Lord wanted was for no one to have to have a need. And if we all were wealthy, all of our needs would be met. And of course, our wealth is not always in money. But all of our needs will be met. But he wants you to have running over money so that you can help somebody else. We're supposed to duplicate him on the earth. That's our purpose for being wealthy. To duplicate him on the earth. Not to hoard it up, put it in our hours, our wrath and everything else. The, the gold and the silver and all of this belong to him. Not to hoard it up for ourselves. But yes, if we're going to have it, make it yes and make that bank high so you can help somebody else. Yes, that's what we're supposed to do. Now you have uh, leaders, oh my goodness, uh, flashing Rolls Royces around, going in parades, showing what they have. Uh, can't even uh, go in their homes without they acting like they own the, the lifestyles of the rich and famous. And forgetting about the people that are around them. Yes, that's happening. That's some of those wolves that the Lord was talking about. Ravenous wolves. This, uh, uh, tearing up widows' homes and, and splitting up families and all of these things. And then I didn't forget when I said that there's nothing religious about Christ and there should be nothing religious about the belief in Christ or the, the worship of Him, which we call religion of Christianity. It shouldn't be religious at all. What do I mean? 
Christ came down through a Jew, Jewish culture, Jewish Hebrew culture. And there was laws, like we said, that people think of as the Ten Commandments. No, that was just the synopsis. There were 613 laws, and you can read them, that they live by every day of their lives. But every situation that's going on, like I said, how to worship, when to bring what offerings and all these sort of things, and what they meant and all of these. Religion is what mankind puts on stuff. When the Lord was giving that to them because they became hard-hearted, he didn't even want them to have to go through that. He wanted them to have a relationship with him with no rules and regulations because when you trust someone, you love someone, that is boundless as far as love is concerned. But you do have boundaries. <laughs> it tells you how to treat people, how to love the Lord. When the Lord came, he said, he didn't come to bring peace. He came to bring a sword. There will be mothers against daughters, fathers against sons. So that your enemies will be those of your own household. What was he talking about? Even tell you to hate your mother, your brother. If you couldn't hate your mother and brother and all of this for his sake. He didn't say to hate in a sense. Totally despise what he meant by that. Put nobody before him. He told us that he came to bring a new covenant. Because they were arguing about things. He said, I came to bring a new covenant. Listen to what he said, though. They were talking about the honor of your mother and father, you know, have no other God before you, and all the, all the ten. Uh, and he says, I give you a new covenant, that you love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. He said, because these hinge upon the prophets and the laws. So what did he really change? Because if you read the word, you see he didn't change that at all. He took the penalty of the law that he established because of our hard-headedness. But his covenant, he did not change. He just added a new way for you to be able to handle it and see that who I am, I will always be, and I'm never going to change on it. I wanted you to know from the beginning I want a relationship with you. And this is what I want with you now. I want a relationship with you. I don't want you feeling like I'm some, some ooey scary uh, being that you can't even tell me the truth. Because I know the truth anyway. I already know you can't do this on your own. I already know what you're capable of and what you're incapable of. I know when you've blown it and I never stop loving you. All you have to do is come to me and we can talk about this thing. If you let me handle it. I can handle it. And then you'll find your desires change. You'll find out that you won't want to even deal with some same people that you used to the same way that you did with them. Some people are never going to leave your life. Some will because they choose. But some you're going to see them differently. They won't aggravate that reserve last nerve anymore. Because the Lord has shown you who they are. And if they don't change, he's already changed you. You have the indwelling of him and you're allowing him to infill you even more. Your capacity to uh, be used by him is even greater. I want you to see from now on that we all are animals. Yes, we should be doves. We should be lambs because when they talk about the lion should lay down with the lamb, you lead in the word. The, the Lord was saying that he's the lion from the tribe of Judah. And that he's also that lamb. 
But at the same time, he allowed us to be lions and lambs too, because what is in him is in us. We got to really believe that. We got to really believe that the great one, the greatest one is in us, who is greater than he that's in this world. When we believe that, we will not be so quick to condemn other people because we're afraid because we once have been condemned. That's what all it gets down to, fear. Jealousy is fear. Envy is fear. It all comes from that. Hatred comes from fear. And he said that's a gift we shouldn't even accept. That's, a, that's the enemy's gift. He gave us what? Love. It covers a multitude of sins. Love is the strength and power that causes us to even love ourselves when we blew it. Love is who Christ is. And I say this all the time. If you start reading 1 Corinthians 13 chapter and everywhere you see the, uh, uh, the uh, charity, put love there and realize that that's Christ. Where you see love, and uh, put Christ there. Let us not let the enemy destroy us even in this process of the elections. He told me this last year. He said the year 2020 is the year of exposure. It was going to first come to the church and to the government and to then every other entity. We see that happening. He also told me that this election is going to be so much more controversial than that when first of President Trump and Hillary Clinton. So there's going to be some people who are going to be upset because they knew that they knew that they knew that they were going to get what they wanted. And then there's going to be others that's going to be upset because the Lord is going to show himself strong. There's no need to even be afraid at this moment because when you read in your newspaper or you listening to the news, this word, you already know that there's some things that still haven't taken place yet. So the Antichrist is not here yet. There's some things he won't be able to do yet either. All of this chip business got to be at bay. Because the Lord said, read it, read it in your newspaper. Go to the, the, the uh, Newsweek, the, the Holy Week Bible. And look in Revelation 13 and see what has to take place. And do your background on the, the names of the, the countries that is spoken there. And see who they are today. And you would see just how much we are living what the word said thousands of years ago. We're never again going to talk about people like an animal and see it in a negative sense. And when somebody calls you an animal, hold your head up and smile. Because you are lying. You are a lamb. You are a dove. You are an eagle. You are that deer that panted after the water brook. Yes, you are a force to be reckoned with, and the devil knows it. That's why he's trying to trip up with his crazy self. Oh, I thank you all for joining me. I really, really do. I love you so much. And if you don't believe it, I pray that you find, ask the Lord to show you. And some of you, if I never met you, I really do love you. How can I never met you? Because Christ is in me, and he's in you too. And I thank you. I'm never going to change this every time I come here. I'm going to tell you the same thing before I go off. You're going to hear me say that I love you with all of my heart. And the second thing I'm going to say over and over again is that this is more important. God loved you first and he loved you best. God bless you all. Good night.